1: Support for this show comes from Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync, so even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, so ambitious companies have the precision control and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at Mercury.com. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
0: And I'm Scott Galloway. You are feeling better, Kara.
1: Better, but not best, I have to say. Yeah. It's cold. Is this whatever it is? It's either rhinovirus. We're going to talk about coronavirus. is much more serious later, but um, it's bad. It, you, you get a fever and then you get a cold and you get a sore throat and then you cough like you're dying of consumption. Uh, so it just, it goes on, I have to say. I And you don't smell anything, which is not good in some cases and bad in others. So it, it's still here with me after all this time. So
0: isn't it that sort of part and parcel of just having kids? Is just everyone is sick no, all the time? No, 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 no kids. Um,
1: no kid thing because I wasn't around them. It just you can touch anything like you touch a glass or a counter. This thing apparently lives on everything. Wash your hands. That's all I got to say. Everybody wash your hands and wear a mask. Because this is one that is not in the list of stuff with flu shots or anything else. And it lasts forever. It's really – I've never had a cold like this. Anyway, let's, let's move on. Uh, actually, there's some really it's – not, it's not the best week this week as many weeks are. But tragically, uh, basketball legend Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash. His 13-year-old yeah. daughter, who is a very promising – also a very promising basketball player, was also killed in the crash. Um, you know, just, I think people were shocked yesterday when the news broke and there's all kinds of stuff that went back and forth on Twitter. They had names that were not, and they thought all his daughters were with them, They thought other people were there. I'm not even going to repeat the people they thought were there, uh, who had to get on Twitter and say, I'm not dead essentially. Um, but just a terrible, uh, they were flying in bad weather. I think that's what it looks like in, 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 in conditions other people wouldn't fly. In. I mean, let's, what do you, I mean, this is just one of these things that's,
0: Yeah, there's not—I don't know. There's not a lot to take away from this other than sadness. I think there were um, two other kids. I think there were Mm -hmm. a total of three kids on the flight, which so— I mean, this is just a tragedy of, you know, on all all sorts of levels. I think they'll talk a lot about—I don't know if it was a single pilot. Helicopters are generally seen as more dangerous. I think a lot of people, wealthy people, similar to Sao Paulo and Los Angeles, had taken to the skies because the traffic has become so bad. And then at what point do pilots have— you know, what What are your limits um, in terms of when you'll fly and when you won't? So, for example, it came out today that the LAPD had grounded all their helicopters yeah. because of the weather. Yeah. But – and I also think it's interesting. A, a couple things that I noticed as as it was unfolding. One, TMZ came out before supposedly the Bryant family had been they notified. Did. And they did. The, the issue is should, does media have some sort of responsibility – on issues like these, to coordinate with authorities, such that we can give uh, families the grace of finding out from the authorities and not hearing about it on Twitter. Well, obviously,
1: I think so, but it's just uh, you know, Harvey Levin's been sort of pioneering this kind of instant firsts. I yeah. can't imagine there was even a question of in that in that office of let's get it up. Um, unfortunately, I would have not made that call, but uh, you know, it's the it's the atmosphere now of this twitchy, yeah. immediate yeah. thing. But you're right. Um, in any case, uh, it was—it's incredible tragedy. We're going to talk about more later, but of course, Bryant, as many reports noted today, was not without controversy. He was—he um, he had an alleged sexual assault in 2003 that got an enormous amount of attention, that uh, that later he apologized for and um, was settled out of court. But um, th- there's all kinds of things. But he had been doing a ton around kids and playing basketball and was taking his daughter to a. A team, meet, a travel team with the other kids on the on the, that he had created this center where kids play up in uh, up in the area he was flying to. Um, he had he had been well known for using a helicopter actually uh, yeah. to get around from his house. He lived down south, and, so I
0: got back and forth from games. And the and the yeah. other observation was, it feels as if his legacy uh, will be a lot about his daughters uh, yeah. and what a family man he was. He was married, I think, at the age of twenty two, and. Yep. Four kids. Unlike a lot of athletes, stayed married. Uh, yeah. He was married for 19 years, four daughters. Uh, so, and it's people yeah. have been talking, a lot, uh, speaking a lot about that. And also I- in our society, I mean, he will go down. He was going to go down as an iconic figure regardless, but absolutely, th- there's definitely in terms of you know cementing yourself as an icon. Dying early seems to be a component of it, because people just I, remember you I as really young. Live long. I'd
1: well, really we all want to live long, but James yeah. Dean
0: and Marilyn Monroe just weren't that talented. There's oh come something. on! I'm
1: not going to go into it with you. We're not discussing dead people's talent. But um, <laughs> okay. but they, but well, it he's uh, it. It was uh, he had I just had a baby actually in June. Yeah, which seven is months ago. Yeah, I know it made me sad. I just had baby. It, it just is made sad. Me think.
0: All right, let's get Uh, you out of this, Kara. Get me out of this. Okay, let's let's talk talk about— Let's talk about corruption.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about the president actually threatening a representative of Congress. In this weird tweet, which, of course, he always tries to draw draw the line, but this is such an implicit threat as the impeachment trial was going on, Trump tweeted on Sunday that Representative Adam Schiff is a, quote, corrupt politician—that's all in caps—and probably a very sick man. He has not paid the price, comma, yet for what he has done to our country. Which was – I don't know. It just seemed to like a, be a whistle call for all the crazies out there um, to do something about it. And I just – I Jack Dorsey can put it on his list. Um, on Meet the press. The congressman said he believed it was a threat. I'm with the congressman on this. Yeah. And then of course John Bolton, when it looks like he's probably like – the, the, the GOP senators are going to use any press logic to not uh, – call witnesses which is ins- it's just astonishing their 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 corruption and toxicity but when they do that like Bolton someone dro- near Bolton's dropped this book which is like The president's a liar, and I was in the room. And that's what the book is called. It's an astonishing situation we're in.
0: Yeah, John Bolton is like Sofia Coppola in in 1992. He's like, you know, let me come to the Oscars. He's just, he wants to testify. I'm like most Americans. I want to pretend to understand what's going on, and like I give a shit. The thing that just angers me and it's my fail is all of these, quote-unquote, moderate Republicans pretending to give a good damn and be thoughtful. Well, I don't know. I need to think about witness. It's like yeah. they might as well. They're just such incredible whores. They're like, how do I pick whores. up another 11 moderate votes by no, pretending to give a to shit and having any Stop nuance. insulting
1: whores. Stop okay. it. Okay,
0: You're right. Stop You're right. it.
1: Let's get to a couple more big stories. This is perfect that I'm sick. Um, coronavirus in China is now spreading across the world, including the United States. Over yeah. 2,000 people have been found to have it in China. At least 80 people have died Five cases in the U.S., two in California, one in each in Washington, Illinois, and Arizona. The yeah. virus appears to have originated in California. In a Swisher household. Seafood. A wholesale <laughs> yeah. market in Wuhan. Wait, Dylan.
0: I'm so- onto something. I'm playing house. Do you have a bunch of dead chickens lying around anywhere no, in Brooklyn? No, this is
1: about bats, I think. Anyway, it's south oh, of Beijing. Okay. Americans in, in in Wuhan have been evacuated to San Francisco. This is so much news. Residents of the province where in Wuhan uh, is located have been barred from Hong Kong until further notice. China, the most crackdown country, cannot crack down on this, as happens with these viruses, because people move around. has banned wildlife trade nationwide until the epidemic passes um the ordeal's reinvigorated skepticism around chinese meat markets where this and asars is expected originated two of hong kong's biggest attractions the disneyland and ocean park were closed i have been to ocean park scott What's this that is like also- that's a water park Oh, no, it's just a, it's like a Disneyland there. It's wonderful. My son forced me there. But it's weird and interesting. And I know the
0: Swisher is like amusement parks, which just no, doesn't fit Swisher at all. No, Swisher doesn't.
1: Swisher goes with Alex Swisher, likes him, because mm-hmm. um, I'm a good mom. It was Lunar New Year over the weekend, which is China's biggest tourist season. So uh, this is just, uh, it started on Weibo, this, this um, yeah. government action. After Weibo, where people were doing this 45 million views on a popular social media uh, reject game meat. That's what's going on here. Yeah. So thoughts. What? What? They're trying. They d- can't really censor it. They don't. Right. People know. People are dying.
0: Right. Well, I, I generally think. Um, I mean, a few things here. One, I think that we it, it, there's good reminders, including this one, that we shouldn't take for granted the government and things like the CDC and the FDA that regulation works,
2: mm-hmm. and that
0: when you have a disregard for regulation around health and food and proximity of, of people to livestock, you know, bad things happen. And mainland China over-indexes on this stuff, right? Whenever we yeah. want to find some scary antidote or whatever it is, we go to get the 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 flu shot, we go into these regions. I personally think this stuff is wildly overhyped. I think it's important there's public education, but I think this is much more spectacle than it is historic. And I hate to say that for fear that it does turn into something, but I almost feel as if it's a You know, I I get it. It's dangerous. The CDC will do a great job. Public needs to be aware of it. But I generally think this stuff ends up usually being a head fake. Until
1: the one. Until the one. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. You know, my ex was working for President Obama during the Ebola crisis. And I remember they couldn't say anything about it. But suddenly she knew a lot about Ebola. I see. I'm obsessed with plagues. I know all about plagues. All of them. Really? And I feel like this is what's going to take down. Everybody. What's your
0: favorite plague? <laughs> well, the bubonic,
1: really. You've got to go with that one. But these things are going to take over the world in ways that I think people. But what's interesting is social media does have an impact. People are aware of them, even if there's rumors going up and down. Um, it's it makes people aware instantly of these things. But you know, taking care of these things are um, are really problematic. And of course you need to have an administration, a US administration especially, who actually has science advisors. So it, it's we're kind of not in a great I'm sure he doesn't even know what's going on. And I'm I'm hoping the government I don't is just. Self medicating and, and doing it themselves. It's really
0: it's really interesting though because or I think it's interesting. If you had taken the infectious nature of Ebola with the latency mm-hmm. of HIV, you'd effectively have the end of the world. Yeah. The the best or the the most fortunate attribute about Ebola was that people were dead or or very sick very soon, so they were easy yeah. to identify. Yeah. But if you'd had if Ebola had had say a three or five year dormancy period, you you, yes, uh, you just indeed. it would have gone everywhere. Because you wouldn't have known. Um, so there's, yeah, these things are very interesting and very.
1: You know, uh, you very and I will have dinner, time. and I will talk of plagues with you.
0: Well, that sounds like a. B- yeah. <laughs> How about a bucket of chicken, and we watch you know, the this, Super it's Bowl? It's a great,
1: it's a great challenge of this world. The way we move, around. I'm telling you, you're just. You think
0: plagues in proximity?
1: I've watched every plague movie, even the one with Dustin Hoffman. And is it do
0: is it is it the, is it our species self-correcting because of overpopulation? I mean, there's a reason for these things. They actually Some supposedly play a role. In the yes, they do. Of the they do.
1: Like everything. It's like fire. Yeah, but still, it's not the way you want it. You don't have to, you know. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, last very quick story. Casey Newton had another scoop that was about his YouTube moderator story, something that when I've talked about, these, these, they're being forced to sign waivers, acknowledging that the job can give them PTSD so that, that these companies are protected. These, uh, Accenture, which operates the moderation site for YouTube, distributed the document to workers four days after Casey published these. Um, they know. They know. They know. They do. They, they, these companies measure everything. These companies measure. Why
0: does that bother you or why does that surprise you I guess I should because say? Because
1: they should they, – They. there's going to be – let me just say there's going to be how much they know about what the, the, the traumatization of their moderators or the depression among teens or the addiction stuff, how many people yeah. they have working on these topics is going to come out the details of how much they know and do it anyway. I think it's very legally problematic for them, no matter how many things they make people sign. Thank you.
0: Yep, 100% agree. I, it's it's not surprising. Anytime you go to work in any situation, the first thing that your employer is going to do is try and figure out a way to cover their ass. But in right, this
1: case, they know right. the dim impact. They know the damage. I think I think this is, this is something that they're aware of, and they're very – they're protecting themselves, obviously legally, yeah. which would make sense. But it, it, it I, they have they have psychologists in there, they have sociologists in those companies. You know, I think Tristan Harris gave us a little sense of that they know exactly the impact. I'm the I think step. the mental yeah. health stuff that you talk about, yeah. that they have, they are very aware what this way before we all have become of this of the of the impact of these things. And they'll say they didn't mean it and apologize and say sorry.
0: Yeah, well, okay. the, issue, the issue isn't legal disclosure around um, moderators. The issue is why do they need moderators and why can't they have uh, policies such that we eliminate a lot of this and, or, or people just can't see it? I just don't. Why wouldn't they, if they spend a fraction of the money on moderation, on technologies or policies to kick people off, including those who threaten other public officials, and maybe even, I don't know, move to a different business model, call me crazy and ask hey, everyone I to spend a dollar a month uh, right. On, on um, these platforms, but this is yeah I, I agree. You the, were talking the about teen much early. earlier. I agree with you. It's much. It's much. It's built into the business. So rather than hiring moderators, they just need to fundamentally change their business model and the incentives. Yes. And I'm now convinced that until a big executive shows up in an orange jumpsuit, nothing's going to happen. Or nothing's a big executive
1: happen. hands us some documents that we need to look at that say hmm. a lot of this. That's what we need. We it sound ominous documents.
0: with your raspy voice. I know that. Documents.
1: There you go. There you go. Anyway, aren't you glad to have me back? You missed me, didn't you?
0: I do, but yeah. I always miss you. Yeah. I always right, miss yeah. you because I'm a bit of a masochist. I was masochist, supposed to call you this but... weekend,
1: but I sounded literally like, I, how you doing? Scott, it's time for a quick break. We'll be right okay. back with listener mail, wins and fails, and a new segment with Silicon Valley Insider, an author of a new and super popular and very funny newsletter called Pop Culture Monday, Brooke Hammerlin.
0: Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
1: And now let's do some listener mail.
0: You've got, you've got. I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You, you've got mail.
1: Hey, this is Rebecca Sinanis. I produce this show. You might know me from the credits, but here's today's listener mail. It comes from Kyle Laidwig. And he wants to know, after the WeWork debacle, what's up with the other co-working startups like Industrious, Convene, UCommune, Breather, and The Wing? Has the WeWork story tainted the whole category? Are the subtle differences in customer segments and lease structures enough to make the co-working business work? And mostly, what would you do if you were leading marketing for these co-working startups? Run away from the fire or charge through the flames to grab market share? Thanks, Kyle. Uh, by the way, last week, we worked sold its share in the wing. They did that before that. I happen to know about that. As part of an effort to narrow itself. Core Business also, I think the wing won it away from those people. Um, anyway, they sold part of that stake to Google Ventures, uh, which right. I think the wing is thrilled about. Um, so what do you think? What What do you think the differences are? This is an area so, you know well. Uh,
0: the First off, they don't have the same capital complexion. I don't know much about the space other than I took on too much office space, and I'm now Adam Newman minus the charm and 2.7 billion dollars. I'm trying to use out desks, also hair. And so I can speak to the softness of the commercial real estate market firsthand in Soho. But, anyways, the Notel takes a different approach. Notel was doing what WeWork was doing, and that is they go to a company and say, "All right, here's a." A schedule or a sliding scale of flexibility do you want a one year lease a two-year lease a three-year lease do you want do you want sort of lame sort of cool ridiculously hip uh, furnishings do you want modest tech, good tech, cutting edge tech and they create almost like a buffet menu and, and do it all for you and charge you know a decent premium and it's actually a pretty good business model and I think that their capital kind of capital allocation strategy isn't just just ridiculously drunk so I think those things have, they have much more, I don't know, they're likely much more viable. The problem is they still have an enormously drunk competitor that's overfunded, and the space has been overfunded, which is going to hurt everybody. But everybody is doing exactly what they should be doing, and that is they're focusing on a specific niche, and they're coming up from below. They're saying, all right, the wing was different. The wing had a niche, right, and mm-hmm. it sent a very strong signal about what it, what it was – uh, work strategy was just to basically overwhelm yeah. the market with capital and drive down returns and just make a bunch of stupid decisions. I call decisions. that
1: spray and pray. Spray there and pray. you go. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I think that I'm hopeful for the other guys. WeWork, you know, you always want to think everyone's all evil. That's not true. WeWork did evolve the co-working space. There are a lot of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that want to get out of the house. that yep. want, you know, it's a flexibility. Good it's a
1: good product. We never thought the product yeah. wasn't good. Yeah. Irritating in many ways when I was there. But the wing, I think, is different. I, I do want to – I'm thinking of actually joining me and paying money um, if I use it a lot. I don't – you know, I don't – Yeah, that's called being to, a
0: consumer, Kara. In
1: any case, what do you think is going to happen? I think these are going to be smallish businesses. That's what I think. Smallish, local, that's right. maybe. A couple things. And they'll, be, tr- then
0: they'll value, be valued at 0.1 to 1 times revenues. Yeah. And the VCs and the uh, founders are going to have to wake up from their consensual hallucination that these were tech companies that warranted tech valuations. They're yeah. interesting real estate. Most great real estate companies are built over decades – Take slow, thoughtful, property-by-property decisions, great management. There's a lot of friction in the business, but the thing about real estate is there's a lot of friction on the way up, but there's a lot of friction on the way down, and that is the wealthiest people in America come from two cohorts. They're either entrepreneurs or they own real estate. And real estate, just the cash flow, the passive income, I always say to kids, the best... The way to know you're rich is to have passive income greater than your burn. And one of the ways that really wealthy families create passive income for future generations is, quite frankly, the real estate ownership. So these are businesses that are more like iconic dynasty businesses, the thought that mm-hmm. you could scale it up and get a weird valuation. That's not going to happen. But I'm, I'm hopeful for the other guys. We'll see.
1: You know, the wing has daycare there. It's really nice. They
0: well, Equinox just opened up a co-share, a co-working place. I oh, mean, yeah, everyone yeah. decided to kind of jump in. Yeah. It's yeah, we'll I see. think it's
1: what they have that differentiates them, like, again, like the daycare. I'll go to the daycare.
0: Niche. Yeah, niche. focus niche. on something. Yeah. It'll be a
1: niche. In any case, uh, we'll see how it continues to, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they clean
0: up the WeWork situation. I mean, I don't
1: think it's not going to be there. I just, you're right. I don't think it's going to be there. It's
0: not. You know, the reality is it's not that interesting a space. The only reason it's interesting, oh, and by the way, I'm plugging, I'm doing a, a listening party tonight, the mm-hmm. Wondery, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, mini mini series uh, on WeWork is coming out tonight, which which the dog plays a central role. Of course, that's right. Credit, that's right. And by the way, these listening parties, Kara. Yeah. You put on eye pits at the Soho House. You know, it's mm-hmm. very pretentious. Speaking of clubs. Yeah. And you put on eye patches or eye things, and mm-hmm. you just listen for the full experience.
1: Oh no, really? A room. Full Isn't that theater. cool?
0: You, you didn't mention that's me once, cool. did you? In this whole thing, you just took credit for the whole thing, didn't you? Uh, mm-hmm. n- oh no! I have a shirt that says it's her. It's all I owe everything. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I owe everything to this you know, one. I've taken yeah. down enough companies. Yeah, 40, 30 years working my ass off, and you discovered whatever. me overnight. Thanks whatever. very much. Whatever. Thanks very much. You know what? Just Rebecca Sonanis is the reason <laughs> I'm here. All right. Anyway, you,
1: wins and fails. Uh, would you like to start? I can start. Um, this start. This giant Bezos house party in DC that was attended by everyone from Ivanka Trump. That was a win.
0: That sounds like know. fun. I don't know what it why is. Why did the dog go. Here's
1: a fail. I was not invited to Jeff Bezos' giant house party.
0: Thank you. Well, why does anybody care? And I don't—what's the problem with that? I believe in the right of free assembly. If a 54-year-old wants to have a party, that's then. fine.
1: He built a beautiful, beautiful house. I think it was like an old museum. I can't remember. It's huge. It's near my ex's house. It's in Caloram. It's not—Ivanka Trump could have walked. She lives nearby. But
0: well, this is the thing I don't get, and it st- stuck out okay. to me. Right. Yeah. T- 11 bedrooms, 25 bathrooms. Does he have an abnormally small prostate or bladder? What's going on here? He's, it's, what, for, it's for entertainment. Does he literally need to pee every seven steps? He's like, all right, disrupt the world, avoid taxes. I got to pee. It's, I mean, there's it's 25 entertainment. bathrooms Entertainment.
1: It's huge. This bedrooms. property is huge. If you walk by it, I walk the dogs by it. I make them pee well, it's around It's the old textile the
0: museum or something. It's nice when billionaires buy public institutions and museums. I think that shows the progress of our society it's for inter- it's for exactly this party that's what it's for
1: for his yeah. Washington presence, The Washington Post will probably do things there. He will never live there maybe he'll be stay there. It's a hotel it's, it's huge it's huge it's
0: huge yeah. and rather it's yeah. rather big and they've been Jamie working. Diamond was there i um uh, do you know, I, I thought of this, I'm going on tangent. Jamie Dimon, there was a lot of controversy. He made $33 million last year. Mm-hmm. And what struck me is he advised, he was, I think, he was pretty much the personal banker and advisor to Adam Newman, including creating a stocking horse of a debt rescue package, which he was paid a $50 million fee, yeah. regardless of whether it was a success right. or not. Hey, he he made $33 million. It. And it struck me that any guy who is the top the top advisor to a mm-hmm. guy who managed to get $2.7 billion commission in exchange for losing 17, who makes mm-hmm. $33 million, is underpaid. So Jamie yeah, Dimon, in my That's view, is the most lie. underpaid executive in America right now. Yeah, no,
1: I know, but ugh, whatever. All
0: right, Anyways, what's your, sorry. Fail. Bezos' I, home. How Bezos. big's the garage, Kara? <laughs> I, I don't even know if there's a garage. It's a big house. All right.
1: That's a big ass oh, stuff. What's your win and fail, sir? Oh,
0: my win. Okay, so my win, and this is a bit. You need to give me some running room here. All uh, right. So okay. Here we go. Everyone's going to be talking about. We got to get to at some
1: point this decade, but go
0: ahead. There we go. Everyone's going to be talking about the loss uh, of, of sport because of Kobe Bryant, but w- mm-hmm. the academic world and specifically the world of strategy lost an icon. Oh, this is good. Uh, last week, Clayton Christensen, yeah. uh, Professor Christensen. Uh, Rhodes Scholar spent two years in South Korea on mission and pioneered this notion of disruptive innovation. And up until that point, innovation was seen as, one, largely the domain of big companies that had the capital to invest, and two, were a function of big macro factors, you know, the steam engine coming along or the processor. And he, he coined the term disruptive innovation, and that was the notion that one, it wasn't macro that companies actually could make decisions that were the driving factors in, in creating innovation or and or uh, that uh, it, disruption was a function of how poor the incumbents were. And I talk about this a lot, and that is the innovator's dilemma, which everyone says, but most people don't understand what it means. And that is companies have such a vested interest in protecting their legacy assets that they're somewhat loath to innovate. And then a small company comes in and even... At the fringes says, you know, I'm not going to go after all of e-commerce. I'm not going after Sears or Walmart. I'm just going to go after books. And the incumbents ignore them. We're not going to go after movies. We're not going to go after original scripted TV shows. We're just going to ship people cute little CDs in the mail. And everybody ignores them because they're tiny and they're not a threat. Oh, we're Luxotica. We're not worried about that cute little company that sends five pairs of glasses to your home for that ridiculously cheap price of ninety-nine bucks. And they start biting at your ankle, and then you wake up, and they're such incredible value proposition. They're so nimble. They're so hungry. They're so unafraid. They have so few legacy assets that inhibit or hamstring their decisions. You wake up, and you no longer have a little poodle at your ankle. A great white shark has you halfway up, you know, in its. Your torso is halfway in this great white shark. So he brought yeah. up this. He pioneered the world of disruptive innovation and is probably the most influential Agreed. academic over the last Jobs, twenty years. Everyone, everybody, everybody was. And
1: also, he pioneered the good internet and stuff like that. The good innovate hundred percent. He was such a decent man.
0: And he had he had a he had a uh, uh, an influence on me tactically uh, uh, or professionally and uh, from a content standpoint. And that one. Um, In business school, you're not supposed to bring personal stuff. It's about business. Mm -hmm. And he was really one of the first academics to taxonomize life lessons in business strategy. And he talked about the notion that you had to invest early and often in your relationship with your family or you would Mm -hmm. end up bankrupt as a person regardless of your success. He said that he talked a lot about not judging your success by the accolades you receive, but your ability to put yourself in a position to improve other people's lives. And I started about... Uh, five or seven years ago, talking about the difference between success and happiness in my class, in large part because Professor Christensen was really gave uh, academics license to talk about personal values in the context of business. He was a very uh, decent man, wrote an iconic book called, uh, you know, How You Measure Your Life Mm -hmm. that um, talked a lot about this. But anyways, this is a giant, he melded business and character uh, uh, gone at 67. He was actually quite ill. And what was weird is 10 years ago, he un- he unknowingly launched my speaking career. I started getting calls from his agency to come speak mm-hmm. about innovation. And I got six calls in three weeks. And I'd had maybe two calls before that in a year. And they said, Clay's sick. So they're like, get ah. that crazy guy from NYU. Oh, uh, wow. But he-, he got ill about eight or 10 years ago. He had a yeah. stroke. Uh, and uh, anyways, he was just a at, uh, an enormous, enormously influential person, a very good person, uh, yeah. not only in blended academia with lessons on personal character. So Clayton Christensen, gone at 67, but a, a, just a, a lion of a man and a and huge a positive influence on academia being. in the world. I agree
1: with you. I'm going to be writing my Times column on him tomorrow. I'll leave really? On, yes, on indeed. Clay? Indeed, of course. How could I not? He had so much impact on all the major figures and in uh-huh. a good way. They, have, they they need him around right now. But unfortunately, he got sick when right when he— Needed to be there to talk about these issues. You know, there's Tom Peters. There's a bunch of them, but he's the he's the towering influence and yeah. impact. I would say on tech Agreed. for sure. Um, my fail. Uh, I don't know what to think about the is, is the I'm not even going to mention her name because she's getting mobbed on Twitter. A um, uh, Washington Post reporter had, had tweeted something about Kobe Bryant's history around this uh, sexual assault, and I think she got suspended because she put a email. She got so attacked. Or just even mentioning it, at the, it was ill-timed. It was an ill-timed tweet, um, but because it was right after, and the, you know, people were mourning, and then people went crazy on her. But she also put up emails of people who were attacking her, which I think she showed or their identities and stuff like that. Um, so she was suspended at the Washington Post. Um, but this this whole issue of cancel culture—I don't know if you know—saw Megan Kelly and Bill Maher talked about it this weekend. Was super uh, super in the news, and it's something I want to talk about next week a little bit because I think. You you talk about it a lot. I have different thoughts on it, but it certainly was apparent. You things you cannot say. But that's like, honestly, when someone dies or in some horrible tragic way, people do have a moment. No matter what they did, they, that they want don't want you to do that. And so it's being made into this. Why people hate the media? Look, that's not that's not really what's happening here. Anyway. I don't know if it's a win or fail, but I do want to think about this idea around cancel culture because when Bill Maher and Megyn Kelly talked about it, everyone attacked them. And it's like, like we have to talk about this issue. And At the mm-hmm. same time, all these people have enormous platforms. And therefore, when they use them, they get dinged for things they do that are mistakes or whatever. Um, so I'd love to chat about that next week.
0: Sorry. Well, I'm telling you, I'll, just, I'll, I'll give you a preview. Sure. I think one of the keys to happiness or an algorithm for happiness is to be rich and anonymous. Um, because there nice. is, the, the moment you, and I don't have the same level of fame as you, but as I I draft off of your, your cattails, get that? Not your coattails, your cattails. I just thought of that. You're famous. Oh, my then. God, that's good animal humor on the road. Yeah. So, but uh, I don't like, I like most of it, but there's definitely a cost. Yeah. You definitely see people come after you. You definitely Gotta see. got be careful virtue virtue in going after people who are i don't want to call you know famous but and the thing the thing about typically what's happened is we've decided that people deserve uh, a moment of we have a bias towards their best attributes when they're no longer around to defend Mm -hmm. themselves and i hope that's that's a decorum we stick with and when people pass away we have a tendency to uh, talk about the positive things. Anyway, I would like uh, to talk about
1: cancel culture with you next week. Uh, next Yeah, episode. I got to read
0: up on it. Read okay, up on I, I, it. I, I, I got, uh, okay. Okay. It's
1: very You got to be a pro at t- tweeting. I have warned so many well-known people. I'm like, mm, you need to be a pro at this. Yeah, so but I'm, I've st- uh,
0: You used to be. You used to be my role model mm-hmm. on Twitter in the sense that I love how you clap back in people's faces. They say stupid thing, and, and you'll just like yeah. get back in their face. I've stopped responding to negative tweets, and occasionally I just like them because I find it just pisses me off. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to give them any oxygen. I enjoy it. I don't want to validate it.
1: I cackle while I do things. My favorite new one is thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Dad. Okay, Scott, we're going to try something new that I know you'll like. We're calling it the Pop Culture Pickup. We have my good friend Brooke Hammerling on the line. She's been writing a very popular weekly pop culture roundup on Medium. All right. Hi, Brooke. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, you have a good radio voice, Brooke Hammerling.
0: You do have a good radio voice. Not the
1: first time I've heard
2: that. I'm just going
1: to keep getting
2: into it. So, right. so you have a
1: pot. We're looking
0: for a co-host. <laughs> well,
1: no, we're not. You know, Scott, don't try to keep me on edge because I will cut you. Let me just say, in any case, popular oh, week. Me?
0: Yeah, I will. Yeah. Do you know how insecure in this relationship I am? Yes, I know. I, I am got literally it. putting on makeup and short skirts every night for you when you come home.
1: <laughs> Here we are. All right. Well, Scott needs help. So. What are the big ones? Yeah, I mean, you guys talked a lot
2: about pop culture. I mean, believe it or not, it sort of incorporates into everything we do, and obviously the tragedy of Kobe and and all of that. um, But it also was timed with the Grammys last night. Everybody sort of was on edge to see how they were going to cover it, and a lot of people actually thought the Grammys should be canceled, but it was hosted by Alicia Keys. Give us some background music. Hold on while I talk.
1: Because let me be honest with y'all. It's been a hell of a week. Damn.
2: The social universe has, I think, anointed Alicia Keys the host of everything. I think that's sort of like what 2020 is, as Alicia Keys is gonna host every award show. And the Grammys were really big. Um, you know, Billie Eilish swept the Grammys. I don't know if you guys know who last was uh, the artist to sweep that way. All four it major... Helen
0: Reddy. Helen yeah. Reddy.
2: What? I don't even know who that no. is.
0: Oh right. I feel I though.
2: Woman, hear me roll. Oh yeah, of Go course, of baby. course. Sorry
0: to ignore. No, but the
2: artist is somebody that I think Scott... <laughs> your
0: theme song. That shit is money. Brooke, <laughs> but, you need new cultural letters. I know, letters. seriously. You need,
2: to, you need to have old people I, I guess. Thing. Well, okay. do you remember the song Sailing? Yes, Christopher of Christopher Crossan, who
0: I booked for my 2000 Sailing. party at the top of the rock. Exactly. What? He was the for last person to, oh. to
2: sweep the Grammys in 1981. Oh, that was a good song. Oh, that's an awesome one.
0: Another Sailing. question. Come on, keep um, it going. Keep it going. Okay, it going. well, way
2: you guys, I know that Scott knows I'm this because going. you partook in it. The crazy what? meme that took... Took over. Marijuana! Marijuana!
0: <laughs> no, wait, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead.
2: Edibles. I mean, drugs may have been a part of it, but the meme that yeah. took okay. over everybody this week was the one where you posted pictures of yourself and your Facebook oh, and Instagram, oh, good... LinkedIn, that's and Tinder. Right? And mm-hmm. Scott, I saw your Tinder photo, which I'm sure a lot of people would have not swiped oh, no. right on because it was Jeff Bezos. Okay. Um, but that Brooke,
0: that was. <laughs> do we know each other well enough that you mock me like that? That's, Cara, that's I'm friendship mocking with Kara rubbing Jeff off on Jeff Bezos, you. Right. not She's, you.
2: I, I think it was Jeff Bezos in uh, that snazzy wait, Indian.
0: Desperate. Jacket. I am desperate for affirmation. What did you think of them? I don't even know what you call that, but the I did it. so it's called think about? the
2: Dolly Parton challenge and it's Dolly because okay, did it.
0: DP challenge, DPC. Do- DP uh, means something else to me, but oh, I'll go man. with that. DPC.
2: Dolly put it Dolly. up. She posted these four pictures so of herself much. and it's actually this sort of call to action of feminism where she uh, really? uh, told men to go or whoever, told people to go and find themselves a woman that could be all four of those uh, photos that she put and one was the Vixen and one oh, was the so the clever. brilliant business and so forth. So that took over, and everybody took their own take on the Dolly Parton challenge, including um, dogs. So that was big. So Brooke,
0: have you done one?
2: You know what? I I I almost had my dog Potato do one, but I refrained after another meme came out this past week with the guy dude holding a sign, and he was holding a sign saying, "Your dog does not need its own Instagram." And I was very I, I felt very um, <laughs> you know, very, 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 very hurt by that. <laughs> I do have Potato one last was question though. but dog, is, is there, who's more
1: famous than yeah. either is, of us, really,
2: on the internet. I'm just I just want to bring it back to it wasn't this past week, Let me but it say, was go ahead go um, a go couple ahead. weeks ago and it was a huge iconic moment in pop culture. But do you know which celebrity released a candle that smells like her vagina? Uh, maybe I can give oh, you a four. It was yes. between know, Martha Stewart, or Gwyneth Paltrow, or Meghan Markle, or I don't know Oprah Winfrey. So I thought
0: it was someone else. Oh my God! That's an easy one. Who's well, was Gwyneth it? Gwyneth
2: Paltrow, obviously. I'm
0: embarrassed to know that. Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, first Paltrow. off, I, I was gonna. Say, I thought it was Chrissy Teigen, but wasn't it? Oh, doesn't it? it isn't it um, the whole goop? It thing? was Gwyneth
2: Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow. yeah. and apparently Paltrow, yeah. her candle smells delightful. Oh
0: my God. That oh, was, God. That was. This is one of those moments yeah. where I just say to myself, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I got don't you one, one for anything. your
1: birthday, Scott. That was sad.
0: Burke, where can we find more of your more work? Of your if you work. think, wow, this, cool. this stuff's cool, where do we go? I mean, go? follow
2: me on Medium. I'm doing it on Medium because they give me the opportunity to edit throughout the day and I make a lot of, of mistakes. So I Medium. have to be able to edit. Medium. Yeah, it's great. And um, watch it because they're, they're helping me figure out my product a little bit better. It's great. Yeah.
1: Newsletters are a really interesting business. Maybe we'll talk about mm. that next week, Scott. Anyways, Scott, always a pleasure. We'll be back Yeah, care, get better. Thirst. By the way,
0: disruptive innovation, <laughs> urgent care. Yeah, uh, the healthcare industry is ignoring urgent Ooh. care. It's cheap. It's I going after a small, unattractive part it. of the
1: market. City MD in New York. It was fantastic. They do a
0: great job. Great right? job.
1: Great job. I found out he did not have strep. Great! I felt much better after going. It was amazing experience. We will talk about it next week too.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah well, well be... I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, you Thank should you. definitely do that Dolly Parton challenge thing. I think it's either the exact I think same would...
1: photo of me with my arms crossed in my. Well, oh, even that's funny, but
0: you should do it. You, be I part of po- pop culture. End okay. up on the media. I may blog, do all Scott Galloway, Galloway pictures.
1: And anyway, we'll be back. I already did mine. It's oh, really did. good. All right. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at. it. I'm going to do mine today. Okay, because I'll be super late, like the like the ice bucket challenge. Anyway, we'll be back on Friday to talk about a lot of stuff, including predictions and there are tech earnings, so much to discuss.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so just a quick note, the guy we had on last week to talk about uh, mm-hmm. racism in yeah. Hollywood, what was his name? Uh, Franklin Leonard. Yeah. Franklin Leonard. Anyways, uh, my point was that it needs to start earlier and then we need to admit more yeah,
1: people, uh, people of here, color too.
0: in film school to mm-hmm. start to attack the problem. And he immediately yeah. um, uh, updated my thinking, corrected me, whatever you want to call it on Twitter. He said, there's actually just as many... Uh, women in film school as men so mm-hmm. that doesn't explain it, it doesn't and, and explain anyways it. i just wanted to shout out that i obviously got that wrong and i appreciate that he he corrected me with data um but he's coming clearly at, there's, we're hoping more to than have him at
1: code talking about data around movies and stuff like that it's gonna be really great he's a great guy you'll love him he's real he's a yeah. really smart guy but scott that's really nice that you said you had something to learn you're a learning organism Anyway, I'm a sponge. You're a sponge. I'm a sponge. Remember, we love your questions. If you have a question about a story you're hearing in the news, email us at pivot at voxmedia.com to be featured on the show. Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Eric Anderson is Pivot's executive producer. Thanks also to Rebecca Castro and Drew Burrows. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. If you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or, frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked our show, please recommend it to actually two friends. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next week with another breakdown of all things tech and business.